welcome to the Love Positivism podcast. I'm your host, Shireen, and I'm the creator of Love Positivism. I'm here to help you on your spiritual and healing journey. I am a certified yoga and meditation teacher, a student of Chinese medicine, a doula, a Reiki practitioner, and a passionate, highly sensitive person. I want to use my knowledge to channel information and messages for you to grow on all levels. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. I'm so grateful that you're here, and I hope you're taking the time right now to just be still and quiet and go within especially now that things are the way they are and we are all invited to go deeper within listening even more deeply into our own soul and our own truths so yeah just grounding down and feeling safe and protected by the earth and feel the connection with all beings right now and this week I'm sharing a beautiful conversation with Shems Hartwell he's a relationship guide and a men's work facilitator and he specializes in personal relational and collective empowerment His work goes to the core of what is needed for embodied transformation by working with and integrating the physical, mental, emotional, sexual and spiritual as a tapestry for our evolution. And he's been mentored by teachers from all over and he's really passionate about coaching, relationships, leadership healing and transformation and he has 20 years of experience in this so the work he's doing is truly beautiful and on the episode two weeks ago I had his beautiful wife Achintya Devi as my guest who works in Goddess Rising with Divine Feminine and Sisterhood and Shems is now facilitating a men's passage course which is just awakening the strength and empower empowering this aspect within the all the men and brothers that are out there to balance the work that uh, women are doing also and together Achintia and Shems has this beautiful empowered loving course for couples So he shares about that as well. So we talk about empowering and healing the masculine. We speak about healing and transforming the past experiences that we might have. We talk about his men's passage course, relationships, connections and empowered loving. And I really hope that you enjoy this episode. And if you have any feedback or any questions you can reach out to me or Shams and I do appreciate all of you who are subscribing to my YouTube channel and 
rating and reviewing the podcast. It really means a lot to me. And yeah, I just hope that you can relax now, taking deep breaths and just enjoying this conversation. Hi, Shems. Hello. Hi, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Wonderful to meet you here. I'm so grateful that you're here and I'm really excited to talk to you. Uh, It's been, yeah, it's going to be an interesting conversation. Yeah, I've been just since Cintia turned me on to you, I've been you know, looking at your posts and looking and just really appreciating you know, what you're up to and what you're sharing and the, just the, almost like the energetics through the message you're sharing are quite beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yes, thank you so much. And yeah, I always ask the question, how do you stay mindful and present? That's a good one. Um, I... By dropping deeper into my body and my breath, like to, for me, the more I'm, I'm down in my gut or feeling my heartbeat or feeling my feet upon the ground, the more my mind is calm and the more I feel clear and present and not busy minded, but present minded. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's really important. And Yeah, I'm really excited for you to share a little bit more about yourself. We had your beautiful wife here on the show. I think it was two weeks ago, Achintia from Goddess Rising. And uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be fun to to hear your story and and to merge both of you together. It's like seeing it's like yin and yang. So it's gonna be very interesting. So maybe you can start by. Uh, telling the listeners a little bit about yourself and the work that you do. Yeah. Well, well as, as my wife does too, we live in Maui. And I got here in kind of an interesting way because I, I lost everything in a wildfire in California, in uh, Southern California. And it catalyzed a lot of change in my life. And one of the blessings of those changes and letting go of a lot, including my, my first marriage in a really loving way, was that it it brought me deeper into service and into my work and, and what I do now, I was a Chinese doctor and doing acupuncture full time and healing work and medical Qigong. And I don't do much of that anymore. It's evolved more into full time doing couples work and relational work with couples all over the world through zoom and Skype and leading courses. And then more recently in the last few years, uh, a lot of men's work leading this online course called the men's passage and, my mission in that is helping men to become more embodied and more responsive rather than reactive and to have, have the tools to be able to meet ourselves inside more fully, but also show up in our relationships, in our work, in our lives, more in integrity. And not just like integrity of like, I'm doing the right thing because I believe in it, but because I'm, I'm at home in myself. I'm in integrity with my heart and my mind and my body. And, and from that place, I'm living more in relationship to everything and everyone that feels good and feels mutually supportive. And so that's my biggest passion right now in my work is this growing movement of, of creating circles of men that are working together and supporting one another and building new bridges and new networks that are, are just of a, another living from another possibility that feels more heart resonant. 
Mm. That's so interesting. And it it comes out of a long story on my own side of, you know, coming from divorced parents and my father and mother are both from Germany. And my father lost his parents at the age of one due to them being Jewish and uh, Mm. due to some of the... A lot of things we don't really know, but my father was, you know, said his parents were killed in the war, but I think there's a lot deeper in that. But it led to trauma that he, you know, didn't know how to raise me or my brother. And so it was really difficult to be with him. And the, we could all imagine the hardships of that. But the gifts of that is that I became really sensitive and be able to read him and feel him. And when I would transition between my mother and father in two different living places, it it was simultaneously difficult and challenging, but also it turned on a lot of keenness and sensitivity and ability to adapt to me of living in different places. And it led to me at first struggling and suffering and feeling not good enough and having all kinds of learning disabilities in school and socially in life to those ultimately turning into the gifts of my life, which many people probably can relate with here, right? Mm, Definitely. That's actually a lot of, people that are doing so much amazing work in the world and helping others have this background. And um, I think when children have to learn to adapt to a certain environment, um, yeah, the sensitivity heightens also um, the understanding and compassion comes very early on to to just it's it's like supporting grown-ups so early it really advances you and also we're all here uh, and have chosen this type of path that we're on and it's all, always for our, our highest greatest good so we need to uh, see the blessings in it even if it's hard when we're experiencing it beautifully said mm. Yeah, I, I, that's something I've worked with, too, is, is uh, little by little unwinding my need to father my father, mm. you know, because, you know, some of us who've come in through our parents, maybe some of us come in, you know, we've been blessed. I have been blessed to grow up in our Western culture and have more than he probably had through his life and a lot of the good things. And so he, he's had less opportunity to kind of do some of his self-resourcing work or healing work. And so there's a place in me that kind of wants to do it for him. Or, or walk him through that. I realize I've had to learn how to turn that off too, you know, that, that sensitivity you speak of or that mm. feeling of needing to take care of or not that I don't do that, but learning to do it less or do it more when it's, um, when it's an opportune moment rather than feeling obligated. So interesting because I've had so many beautiful women here on the podcast who are truly working with the divine feminine and the goddess. And mm-hmm. um, I've also had, uh, we, we have been talking uh, a little bit about divine masculine, of course, and the healing of the divine masculine. Um, but maybe you want to talk about that because I can see that your work is really also really parallel to Achintya's mm-hmm. work, but in a different way, like everything that you've mentioned. And maybe you can talk about like that, that aspect of your work. Absolutely. And 
I'm, I'm, I'm a little cautious to use the word like divine masculine because it feels like it's mm-hmm. this higher light field spiritually evolved, which is wonderful. And I'm all b- on board for that. However, feel like, I do feel like that term turns off some of the collective of men that could use support because they don't necessarily resonate with mm-hmm. that part. So I'm, I do my best to make the work I do with men very grounded in like practical embodied being as men and and being able to include all the archetypes of the warrior and the magician and the lover and the king and the ones that have been really well paved in our world that most of us can resonate with men. However, Mm. I'm a true deep believer that through the, the more we get embodied and the more we as men come home to our hearts and our deeper wisdom of our God and learn to show up for ourselves and each other in that the divine qualities really come to light or come to life or they turn on in us. And so I like to think of them more as the byproduct of our embodied work and rather than the goal. And um, if that makes sense, because I, I do believe mm. there's a lot of spiritual bypassing in the world, which is a sense of like having been on path and, and doing a lot of work with spiritual teachers, which I've had quite a few gurus and deep mentors in my own spiritual path. And, Sometimes I think the, we end up with this polarity of, of spiritually advanced or like deeply dense. And I really think they have to come together that, that whether it's men's work or women's work, we've got to get into the thick of like where the, the energetic blocks are in our bodies, where the undigested emotional pain is that, that we've been carrying from our ancestors. And I like to get practical with that of like, how do I cook through some of the heavy things that I carry, but not be taken by it and not get caught um, in the trauma vortex of revisiting wounding and childhood things, but literally burning through them so our hearts are brighter, so our presence is more clear, so our availability to deeply love and experience and accept others comes online all the way. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's beautiful. And when, when it comes to, uh, so you have this men's passage course and it's really something that I think is needed because we have, I mean, women have been, it's like we have been vulnerable together and shared together for so like if you if you look back in history and the red tents and all of this um we have had the opportunity to do that and we've even when the time came and we couldn't do that anymore it, the traditions has still been kept and there's a lot a very strong uh, longing for this sisterhood and a communion with together and and now it's to balance that we need to have, I think there's so many conscious men out there that are also longing to connect with each other. And it's like women, it's so easy in a way, like you can meet a sister outside somewhere and you start talking and and you can connect, connect deeply with no like walls or anything. And I think that's one of the things that need healing is this strong wall or facade that has been created. 
and I mean, we all have. I've I, I've seen myself in past lives as a man, mm. but I felt like myself. Mm. Like I was still soft and 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 gentle within myself. It, it didn't dif- It didn't make a difference which body I had. Um, but I would like you to talk more about this program and what your intentions and visions are for it yeah and thanks for highlighting that piece because i've i've noticed that in myself too as a younger man coming into my life i was actually a little bit jealous of the way that how easily women can can connect and express love and i'd be out in a group of men whether it's watching a football game or surfing or hanging out somewhere and there was always this like i don't know this I don't know, this pokey energy and intensity and, and criticalness and sometimes just playfulness, but it wasn't mm-hmm. easy to, and I would, uh, to connect and I would long for more depth with men. And so maybe that's partially how this happened for me to, to unfold this way. And I would have mm-hmm. so many women over the years ask me, would you work with my man? Because I feel like he could just use just talking to a, a man like you just to know that it's even possible to do this. And my work grew out of that. And my main intention for the men's passage, it came out of the relationship work I do, working with lots of couples and, and my own process of inner growth and healing and, and, and learning on my side. And I created the men's passage, which there's three primary pillars that I feel like are the education that we didn't get as men for the most part. And the first one is literally how to turn our dimmer switch on, how to run more aliveness, how to get more in our bodies, how to be you know, filled with energy and prana and life force in a way that we can handle some of the stresses in our lives, some of the challenges, and we don't just shut down or get overwhelmed with anger or frustration or fear. That happens because a lot of us men, we, we get short-circuited quite quick. If we don't have the capacity to run more energy through our body, we will shut down, pull away, disconnect, um, avoid, or become volcanic, which means like angry, reactive, and there's a lot of permission for both of those in our world. And so that first pillar of, of literally just turning ourselves more fully on with all kinds of breath work and body practices, qigong things, ways of staying at home in our body systems. And that one leads to our ability to do the second pillar, which is, is shadow work, where we keep repeating the same complaints, relational challenges, breakdowns in our work, um, frustrations around how we can make money, um, same self-sabotage mechanisms that like we're repeating. And some of those are we watched our parents repeat, our fathers and on and on. And we have to have enough energy and online in us to comfortably or confidently face some of the things we keep doing. And a lot of us men, when we start hitting the same walls or same challenges, we tend to blame ourselves or we tend to shut down or we tend to blame the situation or the other. And it's learning how to face this in a whole new way and get proactive with doing our shadow work. And and then that leads to the third one, which is relational skills, being able to have the, have the ability to communicate what we really want in the moment or where we're getting stuck or where we're getting blocked or even how to relate with my own self or my own younger inner boy who still is terrified of being hit by a a father figure or being knocked down again by bullies at school. And there's some healing to do inside of ourselves to relate with ourselves 
from a place of holistic acceptance and love and care and then being able to do that with whoever's in our lives, whether that's our, our wife, our children, um, our ancestors, our relatives, um, the plants in front of us. I believe we can come online with a, a much more expanded relational capacity. And so I have those as three primary pillars, but then they're broken into, you know, modules of ways that we can apply this to our lives and practice and cultivate things week by week or even day by day. So literally we're upgrading our operating system. And along with all that work, we're in a community of men where we're getting real with each other. We're getting raw and vulnerable. We're expressing some of the edges we're facing in our lives and we're supporting each other. We're really hearing one each other and we're looking for the things that connect us. Unfortunately, most of us men, we still do what religion does a lot. We look for the differences and distinctions that divide us instead of the resonance that aligns us or unifies us. And so as a collective of men, we're, we're learning to lead with connection rather than isolation or separation, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, that's so important. And um, that's, and in this course, um, yeah, you have the different modules and it, is it you offer it online, right? So people from all over the world can, can yeah, join. we do it online, and I were, and I've had men from all over the world, from Puerto Rico mm. to to Taipei to Spain. However, the time zone is most optimum for those who are in North America, just in, or South America, because or Australia and things like that. Although we've had men stay up later to be able to participate because it is live and and. Connected. And then I do a fair amount of retreats through the year with men in person because, you know, I, there's things we can't do when we're online fully that we can when we're on a retreat and men are in circle together and we have our hands on each other, you know, which right now most of us are pretty hungry for to be able to have connection and, and be um, close with people. And so I, I have I feel like both are equally valuable of, of having you know a consistent program where we're working together over a period of time and applying things and there's things that we can do over two to three months that um, we can't do in a weekend. But then there's things in a weekend when we're all mm -hmm. circling up and we're being wild animals running through the forest and getting in touch with our, our deeper primal energy that we can't necessarily do as much on the course. And so I'm, I value both mm -hmm. equally, but the course is great because, you know, we give each man practices to explore, to apply in their relationship, in their life. And then we come back and share what's, what we've noticed and what we've learned from that. And it's been really fruitful. This is the fifth time that I'm doing the men's passage and every time it gets a little bit better. And then I have 14 men mentoring with me for a year who, who show up to support, who reach out to the men involved in the program too. So there's a really nice sense of the men feeling held through this journey. Mm. Yeah. And do you have any, like, wh who would you think would need this training? Uh, of course, everyone needs it. But who, who is especially, do you think, um, like, needing this right now? I think many of us are, are longing for, mm -hmm. for connection. But maybe you have, um, yeah. What would what would you say is is a great um, yeah? How do you say it? 
just what type of people are you inviting in? Yeah, we do keep it somewhat tight because it's only 25 men. I don't like it to be a huge number. So there's enough place for every man to connect Mm. in. And the men that I find that we're aiming towards in in magnetizing or drawing, drawing them in are the men who already have an inclination to do men's work or, or have been attracted to connecting with men and, and feel a longing to have more healthy relationships with men. Many of the men who've done this work have been like, you know, I'm, you know I, I have a good job and I do the work I'm doing and I have men I'm around, but very few of those men really connect with me or are really available for connection. And, and, and I, I believe a lot of the men who are drawn to this work already are, have some draw to be leaders, draw to, to contribute to their community or to, to their life. And they want to have a place to learn more skills to serve or to show up that way. Or the other levels, men who feel like they're stuck in their heads and they can't break the cycle of, of depression or substance use, like smoking pot every day because they just feel like they don't have what they need to do what they're doing or they're checking out with alcohol. And there's quite a few men who've had some huge breakthroughs just by being able to look at some of their, the grip of their vices and have a supportive container to realize they're not alone in doing that. And then to have consistent tools that really help them to do something else to break the lock of a habit or a, or a way that we check out rather than check in. And so, you know, there isn't a specific man. It's that there's a collective of unique men. And I think the diversity of men from different places in their lives and different challenges coming together and getting real with where we're at and, and having a sincere willingness to want to grow, to want to learn, to want to evolve, to want to shake off some of the grip of, of what we've inherited from our ancestors, the challenges they're facing. And we need more energy, more support. We need brotherhood to break that. Those are the kind of men that we're really drawing in because then the, the circle of us getting together becomes a really hot fire for us to grow rapidly together. Mm-hmm. That's the ultimate intention and to lead the growth through connection and support rather than just challenge and accountability. That's the, a lot of the old model of men's work has a bit of a military edge to it where it's like, what's blocking you? Why don't you step up? Why don't you get powerful, man? Like step in more. And, and I'm not against that. However, I like to start with feeling really seen and accepted and welcome wherever you are and whatever you're facing. And then to invite men to really have a space where you're not going to be judged. We're going to really invite you in. And then from being seen and welcome and invited, there becomes a really powerful place for the men to make deeper choices, to really make more powerful commitments, to live who we really want to be here in life, in self, Mm -hmm. in relationship with other. And I feel like that recipe has been a really unique one for our men's work that we're doing. That's so amazing. And I really resonate with that because I'm thinking about uh, when we do our work, um, we're not telling, uh, we're not teaching that women should just get in touch with um, their like feminine, passive, um, like yin energy. I study acupuncture mm. now, so you know that's why why I'm I'm referring to that a lot. But uh, I'm, but at the same time, 
in in uh, when we work in sister circles uh, or we work with the divine feminine we work with all aspects of the feminine so it's not just the soft and 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 or the emotional side we also work with the young like kali mm-hmm. durga like the strong side so why when you said that it's so important to bring that up that why does the men trainings and courses always have to be young why can it also be the yin aspect because in chinese medicine we also talk about like like balance and and health and homeostasis comes when there's a balance the equal balance of the two energies so it's so important the work that you're doing that to to give permission and to to support each other in that to to discover these different sides and it's really hard because um women have been conditioned to not take space mm. and take take their like take uh, there's like yeah their space and hold this strong space and men have been taught that but it it's a very extroverted energy and it doesn't work for everyone so it's really important to find that within i think many people push themselves to be in a certain way how how they're expected to be uh, and also based on gender and we're moving away from that we need to stop having that separation and i mean the divine feminine and masculine is within everyone so we're not like categorizing people either it's just like whatever you resonate with um but yeah it's really really important and then when when you are doing that healing work it will also balance out everything else because i think also when we're doing uh like brothers are meeting and men are meeting to heal it also heals the collective um so this work is so important and i think it's really interesting because you also have uh, a very long history and um, uh, background in qigong mm-hmm. qigong um and how do you use that in this work yeah great share thank you for that and i'm 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 with you in the sense mm-hmm. that we're looking for this balance of the divine masculine feminine being in all of us right and and that's one of the things i love about qigong is it's this simultaneous there's this need to be so soft and relaxed in every muscle and joint of the body at the same time plugged into that infinite source of life force you know chi and energy and the goal is this sense of like becoming really powerfully connected enlivened responsive you know the whole body being limber and flexible and powerful and that all comes from how deep the capacity is to relax and drop in deeper and truly like let go and commune with the energies of life and that's one of the things that really has blessed me because i had always learned this when i started to do 
Qigong at the age of 18, like all of a sudden, like my, it's like my brain started coming online in a different way than it was ever, ever able to do in school. And I went through all these layers of, mm-hmm. of like burning through, like I used to stand still for an hour a day, um, pretty often, almost every day, most days. And, and through that process, within 15 minutes, I'd start feeling all this pain in my body and waves of emotion and heat and energy that my body was literally just all this basically undigested emotional energy that I wasn't able to handle as a kid or that maybe was even my parents' emotional energy that I absorbed started to burn through me. And so what that brings down to men and women's work is that, you know, there is a need for the fierce, powerful, protective masculine that can go out and hunt and kill and protect and all that. But it's in some ways in our world currently right now, you know, it's, it's, it's almost overdeveloped that need to be that way or to be like an incredible, powerful, fierce sports warrior. And I'm such a fan of that. But to get there, we've also got to be like our nervous system that can drop into a deeper state of parasympathetic where there's this deep letting go, like right after a powerful workout or an orgasm, our whole being hopefully drops into this Mm. deep, subtle, pleasurable, I would call it feminine energy of of basking in the nectar of, of sweetness or the celebration of the hunt being finished in our being, being able to rejoice around the fire and be in joy and love and celebration. So I like to think of that polarity existing all the time is in through my life. Am I able to drop into my deepest calm where I can treasure the fresh air and at the same time, be able to switch all the way over and go surf for me. I like to go surfing. So go surfing powerful waves where it's life or death, where I'm out there in very heavy, serious conditions at times, not always that serious, but where I've got to have all my senses on and my wild hunter active in the waves to make sure that I'm playing the game and able to take care of myself and take the risks I'm taking. I think all of us should have that balance of the full spectrum, whether we're a man or a woman. Mm. Yeah. And when, when it comes to, because you have also a long background in the relationship work how has that evolved for you in your life? Yeah, hugely. Thank you. You know, when I first, my first intimate relationships, mm. let's just say 18, 19 to 25 or so, um, I was actually a little polarized as a man more into kind of like the feminine, which I really thought in some ways was actually my little boy was still looking for mom to heal. And so I would attract really wonderful mm. women into my life. But then at a certain level, I wasn't accessing more of my, you know, primal, powerful masculine. And then when um, a partner would be disapproving of me or frustrated with me because I wanted to go surf instead of hang out with them or something of that nature, I would, and I would notice that I didn't know how to deal with my anger. And so I would shut down. So one of my greatest evolutions in relationship is to have my anger be something that um, can arise, but it doesn't turn into aggression towards me, towards my beloved or my partner, but that it can be an energy that's on tap and that my anger can also even turn into more of a primal sexual energy or more of a powerful availability of deep presence. And the other place in my relationship that 
skills have evolved is that I've, I've learned to be able to drop my defenses and really provide a space for my partner or my, my woman to go through the full spectrum of anything that she's feeling or facing and not take it personally and not need to defend anything, but really trust her process and mine and to meet her with that and to know when to be more supportive and to know when to provide more space. And that's been huge. I've gone through so many layers of healing, opening, learning, and expanding my capacity just to be with big energy, big emotionality, and not add story to it. Not have my mind try to figure out why this is happening, where it came from, what I did wrong, what she's doing wrong, what's going on, and really literally just meet what's going on and keep going, what do, what do I want now? And how can I support and how can I show up here? And that's, I could spend probably hours talking about all the different layers inside of myself where there's been these growth opportunities that early on I probably avoided. And now I've learned to stay in the fire with a little bit more so that there's literally a, a bigger relational field between Achinti and I to welcome whatever's coming up and to trust each other through the process. Mm. And you guys work together with uh, a program for couples, uh, which you have also online, um, Empowered Loving Couples Course. Maybe you can talk yeah, about that as that, well. I wrote a book called Empowered Loving, and, um, and it came from my mm. own healing process and then the relational work that I was getting more and more excited about. Because I mentored with Gay and Katie Hendricks, who are really well-known authors and teachers all around the world. And I, I spent three years mentor, mentoring with them and going to all of their trainings and, and, you know, in some ways, you know, watching what they did, but absorbing it and returning it and then eventually leading their work in my own way. And then with other teachers and mentors. And that was so life-changing for me that I started to want to create, like what would be a course that would teach some of the most pivotal experiences relationally that we can apply. And so I created the course and then I was doing it the first few times I did it on my own. And then I had couples, why don't you bring in your wife for this? I'm like, your course, why don't I? And then I brought a Shinti in and we both kind of recreated the course together and, and she has enriched it so much with her brilliance and her, all of the things that she's learned in herself as a, as a woman. And what's been beautiful is that it's created a new dimension for me to do that work and to co-create it with her. And it's been such a beautiful journey of us offering that. And now we're going to actually pre-record it too, so that we can give it to more people as a, as more of a, a smaller chunking segment of, of practices, but it's based on, like starting with like, what's a, what are foundations for healthy relationships? And that's having very conscious commitments. And a lot of us don't realize how much we have unconscious commitments that we've learned from society, from our early upbringing, from religion and from our parents, that even with our best intentions are still kind of how we're operating relationally. And until we make our commitments more conscious and the conscious commitments more powerful than the unconscious commitments, we will keep repeating subtle things relationally that will not work for us. And I see this again and again with couples is that we've got to get more powerfully committed and, and more clear about what we're moving towards, what we're creating together, what our agreements are. And so we start with the foundation of that. And then we teach all these skills to listen deeper, to build bridges from our gut, from our heart and from our mind. Because most often relationally, 
it's very easy to live head to head, like mind to mind, understanding to understanding, or sexuality to sexuality. And sometimes we're underdeveloped in more of the full spectrum of relating. And I believe that healthy relationships have like five or six deep bridges from, you could say from our chakra system, but from our heart. And I'm able to listen and feel and know my partner so deeply from my heart and from my gut and not just my understanding in the mind. And what I really have seen over the years mm -hmm. is that many of us have read all the best books in the world. We've got a lot of mental understanding and even brilliance. And there's a gap between what we understand and what we truly know and are able to embody through experience. And that's the gap I'm, I'm doing my best or we're doing our best to close, whether it's the men's work or the couple's work, is being able to have simple tools that we can apply that get us out of our heads and into a deeper wisdom that we share in the relational field between the two of us that allows a whole new frontier of possibility and relationship that's more fulfilling, more supportive, and even more passionate and enlivening. Mm. That's so beautiful. And um, what do you think is, because this, it really goes hand in hand, like the work that you're doing individually and then together. Um, what do you think is the biggest challenge to merge together? From one to from two to one, like what, what, what? Because you worked with it so long, so maybe you have seen like. There's patterns. a few. One of the biggest challenges is that when we start to hit our tender buttons, where we've got a growth edge inside of us, the biggest challenge that most couples don't realize they're still doing is that they're blaming the other for their own reactivity. And. As, as evolved as many of us are, it's very sneaky and subtle to have this thing of like, if you just wouldn't do that anymore, everything would be good between us. And as soon as I hear something, I realize like, oh, you've got mm -hmm. something inside of you that you're not quite taking full ownership for how you're co-creating this particular, let's just say frustration in the relationship or challenge. And when we're able to take deeper ownership that like, I've got some things in the way for me that I may not even be aware of. I've got some shadows in me I may not even know. And they're gonna for sure show up with the deeper that my love goes or the deeper our love goes, the more it brings up anything in the way of love, anything in the way of, of our capacity to love. Because most of us don't realize that we've got what, what Gay Kendricks, one of my you know, primary mentors says, is we have got this upper limits problem. And that's that most of us don't have a huge amount of experience of sustaining love, open heartedness, deep passion, profound connection. We've got actually an internal limiter that we can only experience so much that before we unconsciously have something that sabotages it. It's like sexuality and fire and deep mm. intimacy can be so profound. And then all of a sudden we have a fight right afterwards over who, who, put the, who didn't put the milk away or like small things. And it's like, those are upper limits problems. Mm. They're actually where as humanity, we're facing this so many ways in so many ways on it. You know, we have it microly and we have it macroly going on is that we can only handle so much deep love, acceptance, um, 
profound pleasure and aliveness before some mechanism inside of us tends to stop that process or interrupt it. And so if we go to the deep depths of, of profound relationship, it's that we've got to keep raising that bar together of how good can I stand it? How deep can I open to you? How fully can I experience the, the blessings of our love and this connection and having my heart all the way open and moving through me? And can I stay in it? And then can I integrate it and allow myself to savor how good that was? and not have a crash or not have something block the flow of it. Does that make sense? Do you, do you know that experience for yourself? Mm. Yeah, it's really true because um, it's, it's really something that turns up in the relationship that it's, it can be so deep and profound and all this and then small things. It's like so important in a relationship to see how we're always like mirroring each other and also I think why like relationships uh, fail or we we don't need to call it fail because each person is our teacher so sometimes we have a a friendship or relationship that lasts uh, two days or two years or 20 years and it's it's meant to be during that time. But um, I think it's uh, when you are in a relationship, you are constantly being mirrored. So it can be very comfortable to be on your own, actually. I I can relate to that, how, how when I started my spiritual practice, I really had my routines, my, and I was, I was living alone. I, I just love doing all of this and I was very focused and, and that's a good thing. But it's when I met my husband, then I started seeing really things that I hadn't seen in myself. And the deepest healing has been in this relationship because there's so much that has come up that it's, I mean, it's childhood things. It's, it's so much and because you can't hide it away. It, it's, it's like someone opens up something within you. So I think that's the high, higher purpose. Like we're here to also teach each other and, and it's, it has everything beautiful has also two sides. It's like birth, you know, it, we're birthing life. It's amazing, and and but with that comes the the pain and the and going deep within. So um, it's it's a transformational thing, and I'm really interested on your take on this because this is something that comes up a lot. Like in if we look at spiritual, uh, like the spiritual community, and and but talking about soulmates and twin flames. I don't know if you have any, uh, any insight. Yeah, beautifully said this. what you shared. And I, and I, what first came as I was listening to you is, mm. you know, we relationship is the greatest gift, whatever relationship it is, like you said, one day or a few hours, a, tra- a chance meeting with someone, mm. but we, we discover who we are in relation to any, everyone else. And, the more we utilize that, even if that's a bird that we're meditating with, you know, there's something to learn in that process of that exchange or even with animals we have. And, 
And so that was just coming to me as, as we, it's so beautiful when we welcome all of the gifts that relationship helps to show us about our own selves and what's possible together. And around the twin flames and soulmates, I fully mm. believe and think it's amazing, you know, that we, we have, and I don't have a particular theory of exactly how it works or, or, but I do know that there's certain people that we magnetize into our life that, that we resonate with that have the, the, in some ways you could call it the divine blueprint that to help us both grow and evolve and deeply open to love, but also to surface up some of our deeper growth and healing to turn up the volume of that in some ways to catalyze our growth edges, because, you know, we can only do so much on our own and it's through that relationship with others or even with God for that matter, that, that catalyzes a deeper potential in our beings. Mm -hmm. And I, one thing I really believe in relation to soulmates or, or twin flames is that we, I think we magnetize and attract people on two levels. And the first level is all of that beautiful resonance, sexual attraction. I love being around you. Feels good to be with you. I resonate with all things you're saying. And then we have what I call the shadow attraction, which is that the underdeveloped places in us or our wounding or basically our growth potential where that's like the deeper place that comes up. And the relationship always begins with what we call the resonant attraction. And as the relationship matures and responsibilities increase or or we grow closer together, usually it brings up what I call the shadow piece where this person perfectly touches or activates our growth edge or a deep place where we have some healing that maybe never happened with our mother or father or where we still have a deep-seated belief that we're not good enough or not lovable or um, things like that. And those, that's the work that I really encourage couples to hunt and look for relationally is like, you know, we know it's, there's so much good sexual energy and all that. But when things start to fade and there's less fire, less magnetism, I go, okay, let's go hunting. Let's go looking for where am I, where's the shadow polarity I have with you? Where's the deeper piece that, that I've attracted you in so that I could grow and learn and evolve and, and become more of who I truly am? Mm. Yeah. So true. Thank you for sharing that. And yeah, really interesting. I think uh, your work is amazing and really needed. And maybe you can share the dates of the courses and how they can find it. And I will also link to, to them Thank in you. the show notes. I actually have well. the Men's Passage course starting on April 30th. So pretty soon from now, a little over a week. And so that one's starting, and that one goes from April 30th mm. till well into June. And, um, and then the next Empowered Loving, we don't have a date for it. We're, we're working on, on planning that, but I'm guessing that we're going to bring it out this summer and have it going on. I think and I need to, to uh, work on filming it and, and sharing it that way. On my website or, or either one of our newsletters, whether that's mm. the Tintias or mine, we should, that's a great way to connect with us and stay on the pulse of what we're offering as far as retreats. And we're both intending to spend more time in Europe too. Yeah. Um, we, we had a beautiful walkabout 
Oh, yes, I would great. love to come to Sweden. Come to that Sweden. would be wonderful. We <laughs> we had our honeymoon and we traveled for, yeah. for five months through Europe and then down into northern and southern Africa, which was just profoundly amazing. And, and I have a lot of clients throughout mm. Europe and Belgium and France and Spain. And so there is an intention for us to come do some work there. And so if anyone who's listening is in Europe, that's it's on the it's on the intention and plan list as soon as we get through this whole wild adventure we're all on together but you can simply go to my website yes. which is shemsheartwell.com and that would you know lead to anything we're up to the other thing is we we bought this beautiful retreat center on maui this very special land that we call the starlight sanctuary and we're going to be mm. leading a lot and offering a lot here men's work couples work women's work and we have these amazing high-end honeymoon cottages that we've begun to rent and bring people in to do deep work with us or even to simply come for a sacred retreat and we're at like up at three thousand feet in this very special climate um in maui which is our favorite mm. so we also want to put that out there that's on our websites to the starlight sanctuary which is really a, a sacred special place that we're going to be inviting more people to visit us again as as things change come you know as the tide changes again and we get back to hopefully living a relatively um new of evolution of how we're doing life together on the planet right mm. yeah Mm, yes and yeah the retreat center looks like heaven so <laughs> i want to come when everything has calmed down and yeah it, it it's beautiful everything that you're offering and the work you're doing together so i'm so grateful that you could be here today and to share your work and passion and do you have anything I, I appreciate else you, you and your work and thank you for having me and thank you to anyone here who's listening thanks for taking the time to to get to know me this way and connect with both of us this way and really appreciate all you're bringing in the light you're radiating out into, radiating out into the world thank you thank you so much for listening to this episode i'm so grateful that you have taken the time to be here and I truly appreciate feedback, reviews, ratings on iTunes. It really helps me to connect back to you and hearing your energy, your voice. And also, if you do leave a rating or a review or share the podcast on Facebook or Instagram, I always do a free oracle card reading as a thank you. It means a lot to be able to share my podcast to more people and thank you so much for your time your energy your presence let's take a deep breath in through the nose and exhale